And you know, it's, 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 it's timely. It's my even though it's only in a temporary basis, it's not the applicable idea. When Makal told us about the individual, so according to Ben Ventura, better to preserve two Kayeshas, which is a lot of his wife, right, but even though you know he's gonna sacrifice one person, Kayelum in the process. You know, or one of them living Kayelum. But the basic idea that you're, or the basic notion you're allowed to risk 
own the book. It's owned by neither one of them. I take it that uh, my friend Tarnish is to not, in, in, in essence, take it out to So why do I have the right to save my life at the expense of my friend and my associate both in that same rule? My associate is done with the book. Someone say, I don't have the right, I don't have the right to do that. So Ben Petura argues that the truth of the matter is, since we're dealing with situation of Pituach Nefesh, and the ownership of the quest itself is only a matter of getting on property rights, property rights pale in comparison to Pituach Nefesh. So in the situation of Pituach Nefesh, says Ben Petura, I don't care who owns the quest. Because since Pituach Nefesh overrides all the mitzvahs of the with the exception of, you know, human rights, but you know, something, presumably Gazelle is included in that category, so it doesn't matter who owns the quest. So therefore Ben Petura says, you're stuck, neither one of them can drink. Because withholding the resources, holding the food and water from your friends, you can't not to receive so both will drink, and both will die, but neither one has the right to take the water that's available to his friend. Ah, he doesn't own it. He does, or it doesn't matter, you know, that he does, because, uh, anyway, it's a, a situation before our friends. So Rebbe Kiva, no, 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 he's just keep this in the hotel. Maybe. He probably. Many I've heard him go over to my show. My show is one of the talkers. Many I've heard him pick up there at the time. So my show. This is a popular <laughs> and understanding my place between Ben Petura and Ben Petiva. And the people would argue that no, this is not a situation of Ritzika. You know what? It's a situation of Ritzika is if I have food and water available to both of them, and I take it at the expense of my friend. You know what I mean? Kill him. So I'm taking the resource of what's available to him. I'm withholding it from him, and now he's going to perish. Even though the concept that could be a situation of Ritzika. Here, I own the quest, but one of the parties owns the quest. In which case, it's not available, it's not open to the friend. So withhold, I'm not withholding the bread and water from him or the water. He's taking what's rightfully his, and that's exactly why the people quote the Pesach, where one of them owns the quest, he has the right to drink the quest. And it's not considered to be killing his friend, possibly, because it was never available to his friend in the, in the first place. And that's, you know, that's what the people would argue. If you have something that's not owned, let's say it's in the hand of a third party, and it is a divisible asset, you know, resource, something that can't be divided, we might actually pass in, and many have heard this way, like uh, you know, like Ben Petura, that we would have to split and wouldn't be able to prefer one life uh, over over the other. If it's not a divisible resource, if either or, like uh, a person is drowned, two people are drowning, we don't have the opportunity to save one, or we don't have the money to save one captive who are, you know, being held ransom. So we can only save one or the other, then we'd have to go back to the mission of the Torah. But if it's something that can be split, and we can at least detain Chayyish up some period of time. We might actually pass them like Rabbitiva. It's only like Rabbitura. It's only Rabbitiva disagrees with the class is owned by one of them. He has the right to drink it, even though his friend is going to perish as a result. Let's say one of them has it, though. Let's say one of them has it. So the ventilator's already you know, been attached to his friend. His friend already has the ventilator. Can, you know, at the purpose of this case, you have another patient who needs the ventilator. Does he have the right to, you know, get it? Okay, it's a big problem here. Okay, but the purpose of this case, well, should we take the ventilator off someone who's going to have a show? Taking a ventilator off someone is already very reasonable. Most persons feel that. Even though I own one person, you couldn't take it off. Situation where you know, they say one of them has a flask of water. Does the other guy have the right to take it from him? Hold out on the bar and have the right to, after all, he's saving his life. It's all fresh. It's all fresh. It's right for the mister of death on this kind of situation. So, this is actually boils down to what's known as Heinz dilemma. Heinz, there wasn't a person named Heinz. Heinz is the name of the example, the German name, the name of this German philosophical dilemma of an individual whose wife, you know, when he was sick, and Heinz, it's obvious that the 
theoretical discussion. You can request these medications, and the medications available in the pharmacy, but Heinz can't afford it. So does Heinz have the right to break into the pharmacy and steal the medication in order to save his wallet? Because he's destroying the fabric of society by stealing. Um, maybe think of it as someone else. We don't know what's going to happen with the medicine. It's hard to haul through on those days. Um, but he's doing it to save his wallet. So does, does he does Heinz have the right to do this? Because Mara actually discusses this uh, similar situation. Mara says over here, Baba Kamala, say, because this person had the right to steal in order to save himself. So Shafule, they sent back, also the Hatzel Asma You're not allowed um, to save yourself with your friend's money. So Taisa says, what that means is you're allowed to steal the medication, but you have to pay for it after. Because you can. Right? So you violate, you have to pay. Certainly you can steal. That's what Taisa learned from Mara. So she has to ask him to save the cost after, because after all, we're dealing with the Gezel. Gezel is not Yahari Bonavar. Rashi, surprisingly, disagrees in interpreting that Gemara. He says, but also the Hatzel's Asma Mamakabero Pasha. It's not nothing to do with, 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 with paying for it. You're simply not allowed to uh, violate Gezel in order to save your life. Meaning, according to Rashi, Gezel might be Yahar Vayabor as well. And it is shocking, but you know, not all that hard to defend. Because the Gemara says over here in Baba Kama is Zion. If a person steals money from his friend, it's as if he's stealing his livelihood. Obviously, that's not, you know, uh, 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 an economic statement. But we understand why. After all, we have this comparison. You have to pay workers on time. So the first comparison to say says, why do you have to be the yard on keeping cars? Because a love who may say it's People risk their life in order to acquire a also. So that's winning a person's livelihood. What, what is here? That if you are taking his money, in a sense, you're, you could be, you know, you, you, you could be killing him. So we understand why, if Gezo itself is like taking the work out of your friend, then why Gezo might be the high level too. I think it's in my place, it's in Rashi places there, and I think it's my, I think it's in my place, it's the two layers over here in the Rambam. The Gemara says in the Sefer, the Mishnah says in the Sefer, the Tubis, the Gemara comments on the Mishnah, the mayor holds, the Sefer, the Adem, Shamulahem, Chatu, Shekhar. If they say to the witnesses, sign falsely on a document, and if not, we're going to kill you. So you hardly value Chatu Shekhar. Better that they should get killed rather than sign falsely on a document. So I'm fine as two days. One opinion is this is a need to see this. Of course they can sign falsely on a document in order to save their life. Presumably one person is going to hold someone else's money, but nonetheless, they have a right to have Then the Ramban says, of course, another opinion, the ego the army, but no, it's because Gaza itself is a hard value so we found actually a price where mayor
on the fourth line of Rosh Gimel, the Mishnah says, Pesarius, if you have a Mamzer, Tamachacham, he takes precedence to a Kohen Gadol Amaharis. Why? The Kohen Gadol is a Kohen, after all. He should be a, a higher up on the totem pole of Kashibos, of Kedusha. Yet, the Tamachacham, the Amaris, uh, the Tamachacham, who is a Mamzer, takes, takes precedence. So it sounds like, from here, that we're not really talking about a Jew as a parent to the law, but rather since, no, let's assume, Everyone is keeping Torah mitzvahs to the maximum. Everyone is performing more mitzvahs that essentially they're chayiving. So then, who is performing more mitzvahs actively and being mesak in the world? If the mitzvahs are, you know, are mesak in the world and they bring the world to the ultimate plan of the Kaddosh Baruch Hu, the Kaddosh created the world for that purpose. So then, whoever is performing more mitzvahs is really contributing more to the ultimate purpose of the world and contributing more to the religious society of, you know, with the plan of the Kaddosh Baruch Hu. So why so, don't the Kaddosh Baruch Hu have the same mitzvahs? Over Kain Amaris, he's contributing yeah. more. Who's contributing more? The Tamakaku is a Mamzer. Yeah, but he's going to get more mitzvahs. He's saying 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 that if I have, uh, there are two, there, uh, there's one kind of, of course, if we have one in the Kedusha, but I'm not complaining, I'm just kind of saying, who was in the Kedusha place, and they said he became Tamei, and then there was a kind of Mashuach Mokoma, who gave the Mim Musa to the truth according to the Kedusha. So we only have a Mace Mitzvah, and if it doesn't So, uh, just to suggest, and it's true that during Corona, that perhaps the reason why they found 
saying who actually performs more mixes than anybody else. And you know, we can't necessarily presume that a clinic can perform more mixes than a lady, or that a man can perform more mixes than a woman. Well, there's many circumstances where a woman performs many, many more mixes than a man. So therefore, all of the places seem to disregard the Mishnah Mishnah and Tarsus. Certainly, the most obvious source where to turn in the situation of triage, the Mishnah actually gives us each before each or claim before lady, lady before Israel. It's very difficult to apply because the assumption is that they're all fulfilling mitzvahs at the optimum level, which, you know, is, is, is likely not the case. So what do we do? We're, we're not going to be able to apply, huh? Claim the same before you claim it. So, but in the absence of the mission of separation, what do we do now in terms of figuring out the order of custody? So, of course, if it's been assigned, you already said, that's like the keeping of money belongs to one of the patients over the other. What if it hasn't been assigned? So they're both presenting in the in the ER, they're both presenting in the emergency room at the same time. So which, you know, how, how should we approach that situation? So the the, the first uh the demon or Hershey discusses in, in this very Shiloh, which is asked to him, it's hard to figure out what Hershey's talking about without the question, but I don't know if they unearthed not to his father, I think it's to his father, but he unearthed the uh the he found the doctor who asked for Hershey the Shiloh, and he got the actual Shiloh that was asked. Down the doctor or whatever. But he got, he texted me there to travel people. It was the actual Shiloh. So when Moshe was asked this very Shiloh, so Moshe says, well, if one of them can live, and one of them can only live, so we should prefer the one who can live. Just going back to the Babinish's interpretation of that, I'll push him with the Kiva and Babatura, that according to the Kiva, we prefer, you know, at least in a vacuum, over So therefore, Moshe says, um, here at the end of Isaiah, the Mishnah begins apply the standard of the Mishnah Mesechet Torah, and then he says, "Rachma Hashem, who called the Kashmir Rishon, he explained that." Oh my, look at that! Okay, you see this one. Yeah, over here, Isaiah. When she says, "Here on the side, you shall go Hashem and Basachas, and the Kohen shall be so echomayhem." Right before you attach any one of them, or even assign the Tarf Lahakas, the Tzila Gmish, without the Rebbe, who's the Shem? Going Rosa in Dal Machalatet Tarf. The one who teaches to be more successful with him. Then, for her to be the one who teaches to be more successful with him, you're ready to pass it to the one who's going to be 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 the one so now, right, it hasn't been assigned yet. So now, what do we do? We don't mission how it is, because that, who knows, he's going to perform more mitzvahs. And uh, both of them could potentially live by a Olam. Both of them could live beyond the year to attach the better or, you know, use this resource on them. So there, the Prima Gadam, or Moshe, and the Salazam, both sides of the Prima Gadam, over here, Isaac Alec, that we should prefer the one who we think we can be most successful with. Or the one who we think we can be most successful with. Why? Uh, or the one who's been, uh, the one who's been more dangerous. Right. If we could be more successful with one and good, like one of them we could be a Chayyot, and one of them we could be a Chayyot, sure, we could put a Chayyot in. What if both need a Chayyot? So then we turn to one who we think is in most danger. This is based also on the Mishnah of Sephatoria. Come back, Ayyot Gimel. The Mishnah says, Man comes before a woman, Mahakir to a Hashem of Omega, first line. Ha'ishah to a Demish, Ha'ish, Mahasir to a Hashem of Omega, Hashem. When it comes to both people unfolding, we have to provide clothing to one of them. Or both people in captivity, we have to redeem one, we redeem the woman before the man. Why redeem the woman before the man? 
So the assumption is because they're in captivity, the woman is in more danger than the man. When it comes to being unclothed, the woman is in more a sensitive situation than the man. So the people tell them, along those same lines, of your Israel, so the person with no shelter is the first shelter, Sakana. But if one of them is more Masukan than his friend, meaning one of them is a Balai Sakana, one of them is only to suffer Sakana, of course, we save the one who's in a Balai Sakana first, or in a more dangerous, more precarious situation. So after Kaiman, so the one who's in Now, 
in order to say patience in the future. You don't have the right to keep a chayla of Nonetheless, the Chavdanish of your Mahalas argues, well, what's called a chayla of Does he actually have to be literally in front of me? Or it has to be that he exists in the world somewhere, right? He could be in New Zealand or some other country. Uh, but even, you know, even not that situation, like you have to take it for phone, but he's actually presenting right now. I, I, but, but, you know, it exists out in the world, and presumably it's going to present imminently. Even though the Chayla is right in front of me right now. Now, the initial argument here is that I mean, the distinction is not between in front of us and not in front of us, but rather, rather, it must be Hadova, whether it's found now. And if it's found now, that's considered to be Chayla Bechamenu. So, therefore, Hashem Weiss argues in his Chubas that he put out there in Corona, or Chakra made the same argument independently, in his Chubas that he put out there in Corona, we have the right, let's say, a patient presents himself now. And the best we think we can do with this patient is a Chayla Shah. We don't have to, uh, we can reserve right for a certain period of time, but he's not going to make it too long. We presume that there'll be a younger person, we can have a better prognosis. He's coming soon, we have the right to hold time to later. Before the younger person, that's only though, it's a person who, uh, who's in front of us, we don't think can live Chayla. If he can live Chayla, we have to be obligated to treat him because once they're both looking beyond the ear, they're both unequal footing. But if we don't think the patient will last too long, he's only Chayla, so we have the right to withhold the treatment now, waiting for the patient who's going who's gonna to. Uh, come later, or let's say we don't think the patient is in too much danger. He might benefit from it. We have a patient who's coming later on who's going to be way more precarious, and we know we're going to need it for him. So you have the right to withhold the treatment and keep it for that guy because um, because yeah, we can we can we have to care about what's coming down what's coming down the road. So Rashi Weiss brought a riot into it. You know, it's hard to make you know these kinds of stories. <coughs> based on the cousin inch, but Rosh, uh, he based it upon the Shofar. Shofar says over here that Rebbe opened up his storehouse. He's saying Shurat of So this is a famine. He opened up the storehouse to give stuff. But the only one to give stuff is the Talmudic Hachamim. So one is the Gemara that tells the story that one is that he used to get Baharis, as it was coming to Jerash Nami. So one uh, time, one of his Talmudim dressed up as uh, Amaharis, didn't recognize him, and he asked for money. So he asked, and he said, Did you burn? No, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. So he said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. So he said, Pardon, say anything, tell him. He said, uh, Feed me like you feed the bird. Feed me like you feed the dog. Well, why, why won't you feed me? So then he said, Let me touch him. The Rebbe gave him the money. Afterwards, Rebbe felt bad that he gave money to an Amharis. And then they told him, no, it was your time with his stuff and disguise. And then he said, forget it, I'm not getting to have anymore. He just, uh, he just made up a lot. But why was he upset that he gave to the Amharis? Presumably, he's upset because he's withholding the stuff from someone who thought was more deserving from the time of Chacham. He says in Chokhara, Rebbe has died in the stomach to make a heap of Amharis. He's upset that he gave it to Amharis. He shouldn't have a hundred snakes and start to even though the Tamachachim wasn't there right now. He was presumed, he was assuming the Tamachachim was going to come later. Yet he was upset that he gave Tamachachim now and was held from the Tamachachim that was coming later. So Rav Hashem argues, well, you see, that we don't only care about who's presenting himself immediately in front of us. We care about, you know, what the situation exists in the time of Tamachachim. Presumably they need something to come from later. So he's upset that he gave it to someone who thought was less deserving over someone who was more deserving, even though the person who was more deserving was coming a little bit later on. So the Rebbe helps him assume that in these kinds of situations, we always have to, you know, to, 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 to find a balance between these uh, two poles. Uh, so yeah, all the chayyim during the pandemic are considered to be bichamino. Um, I don't know if this ever be an ongoing basis in the ER, because I assume that they know that they're off campus and how to allocate resources. But this kind of situation, all the bichamino, and the doctors have the opportunity to debate which uh, you know, how to allocate the resources and how effective they're going to be and how, how much they're going to be.